Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Okay, this is just a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please, please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The company that has been offering you great rates and great service for 75 years, it's GEICO. I've been using it for a long time myself. And anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. No recordings. The company, GEICO. Go to GEICO.com today. Sorry for all the numbers, but I've been a fan and a customer of GEICO for a long time. And in five, four, three, two, one, I'm out. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. If you were sleeping with me in my bed, you would be pretty happy, too. This Whoa. is Dan Patrick. Welcome to the program. Hour one on this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick show. A lot to talk about. And wait, what's the problem, Steve? Uh, hold up. Wait. Hold up. Wait, wait. I'm supposed to have my opening monologue. Uh, not anymore. Whoa. Sorry, buddy. I got poll questions, teasing the guest, stat of the day, play of the day. Exactly 11 minutes ago, Tom Brady posted to Instagram. Can I read this message? It's it's a picture of him, uh, sort of like they just ran out of the tunnel. He looks like a million bucks. Of course he does. Yeah. Um, okay. Great cheekbones, great jaw. He looks like more than a million bucks. He's running out of uh, what it looks like he just ran out of the tunnel at Gillette in a Patriots uniform. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, is he running out, like out of the field, out, out of, of the tunnel, ex- or back into the field? Great question. Is he running into the Patriots or away from the Patriots? I just wanted to say to all our fans, thank you. After a few days of reflection, I am so grateful and humbled by the unconditional support you've shown me in the past two decades. Running out of that tunnel every week is a feeling that's hard to explain. I wish every season ended with a win, um, but it's not the nature of sports or life. Nobody plays to lose, but the reward for working hard is just that, the work. I've been blessed to find a career I love, teammates who go to battle with me, an organization that believes in me, and fans who have been behind us every step of the way. Every one of us that works at Gillette Stadium strive to do their best, spent them, uh, spent themselves at a worthy cause, and prepared to... F- oh, crap. I just missed it. <laughs> it keeps going dark on me. It's hard to see this. My- Wait, did, did Brady say, oh, crap? You or- know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that. You know what? It turns out my eyes might be going. <laughs> see, can you get to, get to the meat of this? I'm trying to. Okay. It's a long post. Oh, wait, what, McLovin? It sounds like you're saying he's about to retire. Are I you know. Reading, are you reading he's about to retire? That's what I'm saying. Is he retiring or is he coming back? Oh, I don't know yet. He just said God. thanks for the past two decades. I know. Wait, wait, wait. It's not Brady. Is it breaking news for the breaking news? Okay, here we go. Strive to do their best, spent themselves at a worthy worthy cause, and prepared to fail while daring greatly. Uh, I think that's the Teddy Roosevelt quote. And for that, we've been rewarded with something that the scoreboard won't show, the satisfaction of knowing we gave everything to each other in pursuit of a common goal. Good God, Tom, get to the point. That is what team is all about. In both life and football, failure is inevitable. You don't always win. You can, however, learn from that failure, pick yourself up with great enthusiasm, and place yourself in the arena again. And that's right where you'll find me, because oh! I know I still have more to prove. Oh. Tommy's coming back. 
But is he coming back to the Patriots? Now, he didn't say what arena. Yeah. <laughs> arena football. Right. Is he gone? Yes, Paul. It appears, if you read this, I've read it about four times, that he's saying, I'm back with the Patriots, because he mentions the Patriots, my teammates, all that stuff. This is a preemption at the team trying to go another way. He's saying, I want to be back with the Patriots. Now it's in your court. I want to be back. Sign me up. Pay me the contract that I deserve for six Super Bowls. And uh, it's on the organization to get rid of Tom Brady now if they choose. Now I'm waiting for Belichick's Instagram. You know what I love? The first comment is Diddy saying, can't stop, won't stop. (laughs) Yes, McLovin. He says, I want to place myself in the arena again. Arena, an indoor stadium. A.K.A. Indianapolis. Oh, arena football. There's nothing arena about Foxborough. I think uh, I think he's sending a note. Right. By the way, he's wearing a Patriots jersey in this thing. He's still going back, right? Well, it, like if he had a Charger uniform, then this would be really breaking news here. He's got a Patriot uniform on or jersey on. Yes. Wait, is he just wearing his jersey in, in like jeans or something? Uh. <laughs> Is he wearing his uniform when he... Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like he just came out. He's running onto the field. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know if it's breaking news that he's he wants to come back and play. He wants to be a Patriot again? Is that what he's saying? It seems like okay. it. Although it did feel like right up until he said, because that's right where you find me, I have more to prove. It felt like a goodbye. Well, when he thanked you for the 20 years. Well, the first, uh, you know, what, 4,500 to 5,000 words of the post, <laughs> it felt like a goodbye. It felt like Bill Simmons wrote that for him. I think I need glasses. Yeah, I know. Yes, Todd. Do we really believe that he can sit with his last play being a pick six in a home playoff game? That would be the last play as a New England Patriot. There's no way he could let it sit like that. But I don't know if it's his choice, though. It, it would be his choice if he helps them out salary-wise. But I, it, it feels like he doesn't want to give the Patriots a hometown discount. It, this really comes down to what I told you from my source with Belichick, that he said, look, Brady will be sentimental, emotional, and the whole open up the scrapbook and the memory lane, and so will uh, Robert Kraft. Bill Belichick is not that kind of guy. And that Belichick can say goodbye to the greatest quarterback who's ever played. Because Belichick has said goodbye to just about everybody in that organization. At some point, Bill says to Ty Law or Lawyer Malloy or Richard Seymour, I traded you to Buffalo, traded you to the Raiders. With Brady, it'll be just they're making a business decision. I think Belichick, in his heart of hearts, knows that they weren't a formidable team and Tom did play a large role in that, that he wasn't great. Now, you're finding out that Brady was injured this year. Elbow, maybe uh, a foot or knee, ankle. There, you know, Granted, everybody's injured this time of the year, but you're starting to find out you know, maybe there were some health issues there with Brady, who has been pretty formidable when it comes to answering the bell. But I think this comes down to Belichick and Belichick making a business decision. He doesn't make it emotional. He, I think the only time I've ever felt like there was an emotional decision was Jimmy Garoppolo. I truly think that his emotions got involved in that because he was going to be his quarterback. And, okay, I, I got to make a decision, and he's not going to be my quarterback. I'm going to make sure that I know where I can give him a soft landing with a great offensive mind in Kyle Shanahan, and he can prosper there. Because he was going to go to Cleveland. At least that was the speculation. And I think that that's where Bill did get emotional. You know, as much as he loves a lot of those players, 
uh, you know, some of those players make a decision on their own. You know, Rodney Harrison, he loved. He would hire Rodney as an assistant coach. Teddy Bruschi, there are guys that he just, he loved. But, you know, those guys made a decision that they weren't going to play football again. But in this situation with Tom Brady, I think Belichick is capable of saying, I still, I, look, when I asked Brady the question at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, when I said, do you think you ever sit down with Bill when it's all said and done and look back on all of this? And he went, no. <laughs> and it was, su- it was such a great answer because I don't think he was expecting the question, and he gave me an honest answer there. But Brady wants to come back. I'm not surprised. I do think it will be with the Patriots, although I was told differently that it felt like there was a resignation upon Tom's feelings and emotions and thoughts after the loss that he's almost resigned himself to the fact that, hey, I'm going to come back, but I probably won't be in a New England uniform. Yeah, Paul? It's a much weirder situation now with the Patriots. So three years ago, they had Jimmy Garoppolo, who felt like a high-end, young, cheaper solution. Jarrett Stidham hasn't shown that, and I don't think anyone's talking about him as that. And you know, the free agent market, it doesn't appear that they have that option. Yes, yeah, it's interesting, too, that moments after being bounced out of the wild card round in one of the most disappointing endings of the season, he wasn't more upbeat and positive about the future. Well, no, I think his comments were. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's why, you know, that's an interesting bit of insight. Like, you know, he just seemed kind of defeated. Yeah, well, yes, literally was. But it, 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 it felt like there was a <laughs> finality to it. That's all. Like, instead of saying, hey, we're going to be back and better than ever, and once everybody gets healthy and, you know, those kind of things. i got to get back to work. Yeah. we got to win yeah. this thing, too. It felt like he was – It was there was more of a resignation of, okay, you know what? This didn't end the way we thought it was going to, and, uh, you know, I hope to play again. It's, it's unlikely that I'll retire. And it didn't sound like, hey – Tommy pom-poms, and he's ready to go. It, you know, it's the Patriots. It's the Patriot way. That's his new nickname, Tommy pom-poms. I love it. Hey, Tommy, TV12, hashtag Tommy, Tommy pom-poms. Yes, McLovin. How much content-wise do you want him to be out there as a free agent? I just read a list of possible replacements, include Jameis Winston and Cam Newton. Oh, my God. Could you imagine Jameis Winston with Belichick? Yes. That would be fascinating. Belichick can fix him. Oh, no, he can't. I don't know. Greatest coach in the history of the sport. I, but it's funny. Mariota was on this list. Can you imagine if he didn't go with Tom and, and if it wasn't oh Stidham? That'd be a fun spring to speculate on that. I would love to just hear Belichick talk to Jameis Winston after he's thrown his next pick six. Oh, Jameis, we got to take care of football a little bit. Last quarterback I had, his last pass was a pick six. Uh, I'd prefer we didn't do that much anymore, okay? All right. Now go get him. <laughs> This program is brought to you by LegalZoom. Welcome to the program. <laughs> Can we start the show now? We're 11 minutes in. LegalZoom.com. Need to make it legal? Make it LegalZoom.com. Use the promo code Patrick at checkout for a special savings. Uh, new coaching hires are always exciting, but you have to be careful. We tend to jump to conclusions. Like we go, oh, that guy's not going to be good. He's a college coach going to the NFL. Or, or that guy was the special teams coach, and he's going to be a head coach because – If you start to look back, John Harbaugh was a special teams coach in Philly. Then he took over the Ravens. People went, that's a big jump. He's won a Super Bowl and might win another Super Bowl this year. Andy Reid coached quarterbacks in Green Bay before he took over the Eagles. Mike Tomlin had one year as a defensive coordinator, took over the Steelers. And maybe these things will work out for some of these hires that we had yesterday. But 
Joe Judge got hired. He's a special teams coach, also coached the wide receivers with the Patriots. Now he goes to the Giants. And I was talking to a source last night, and I said, what do you know about Joe Judge? And my source said, not much, and neither do the people who I know who are in the business. So they, they know of him. They just don't know that much about him personally. Uh, he, I thought he was going to Mississippi State. And I don't know if the Giants thought, we're going to lose our guy to Mississippi State. Let's you know jump in and make sure we get him, which sounds pretty strange that you're you know, negotiating with a guy and trying to make sure he doesn't go to Mississippi State. But you get him. Remember, Matt Rule, after he got the offer from Carolina, he wanted to go to the Giants. He's from the area. And he said, hey, do you guys want to match this offer? And the Giants said, no, we, we don't want to spend that money. We don't want to you know, uh, spend that money on your buyout or give you that long-term contract. And so he goes to Carolina. Then you get Joe Judge, who's now your uh, head coach. I don't know what Cleveland's doing. And we'll check in with the Browns coming up here. Josh McDaniels might be the guy. He's from the area. But you go into a situation. I would not want to go into that situation. I don't, I don't want to be coaching Odell Beckham Jr. I, fabulous talent. Might go to the Hall of Fame. You can say all the things you want. I don't know him. I don't know if we've ever had him on the show. If we have, maybe once. I, I don't know who he is. But I, I don't. I don't want that personality on there. He wants the ball. He wants to make plays. All wide receivers do. And that makes me nervous because I still have a young quarterback who I thought got out of what he did well last year by trying to please everybody. And that situation. And then Jarvis Landry, who is Odell Beckham's good buddy and running mate, then all of a sudden he wants the ball. Now he wants out. Odell Beckham wants out. If you want out, then get out. Because I think you've got to get more of a cohesive team there. You can't just have a – you've got – you had, I think, the best skilled position players. If you look at the two running backs, and I look at Landry and I look at Odell Beckham, on paper, I got as much talent as the Kansas City Chiefs. I got a solid defense. I got a better-than-average defense. It's just, you know, you had a, a guy who – Freddie Kitchens wasn't ready for the moment because you have a locker room of personalities. This is what the Giants tried to eradicate. They took the personalities out of that locker room as they move forward here. Now, they might have taken the talent out of the locker room too, but hey, we got rid of the personalities and you got rid of some talent too, didn't you? But I, I don't know who's the real deal here, but keep in mind that these guys that became successful, you forget where they came from. And whether it's Andy Reid or Mike Tomlin or John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh in particular, you know, keep those, keep that in mind. We might five years from now look back and say, man, why were we uh, so skeptical about this hire with the Giants? Or we might go, man, they, uh, re they reached for this. But I think Josh McDaniels has to look at this situation and go, am I the next in line? By the way, would you want to follow Lombardi and Bart Starr? Because whoever takes over for the Patriots is going to – who was that? Dan Devine or Phil Bengston? Oh, man. I'm not sure which one, but they followed Lombardi. And it's hard to do that. 
You get you follow Lombardi and Bard Star, and that's what's going to happen in New England, the modern-day version of that. You're going to follow Belichick and Brady. Yeah, Paulie. Bankston was the head coach of right after Lombardi left in 67. Uh, he went 6-7, and 8-6, 6-8, 4-8, and or and, you know, three years, and he was gone. I, has there ever been a head coach to replace a legendary head coach and do very well? Joe B. Hall replaced Adolph Rupp, and I believe won a national title. I don't know if it was soon after that, but Joe B. Hall did win a national title. I, I'm sure there are coaches uh, down through history, but when you look at these transcendent figures, like icons, living icons, and you're going to replace them, uh, that's why if you're Josh McDaniels, you might get the Patriots job. Now, the Patriots job would still be you know, desirable because of the owner. The Browns' job is not desirable, in my opinion, because of the owner. And now you have an owner who's going to hire a coach and then the GM, which is asked backwards. But then do you expect the Browns to ever do it correctly? <laughs> but we'll check in with the Browns here. Coming up. Uh, do we have a poll question, McLovin? Well, I was going to go off that question we had before the show. Which job would you rather have, the Browns or the Panthers? And maybe even throw the Giants in there. Like, which which kind of job do you want? Established talent or do you want an empty cupboard kind of as a coach? Maybe it's a, philo- a bigger philosophy question. Remember, Belichick won with no one his first year in New England, second year in New England. Well, but you have to have guys who buy in. Like, they're, they're all in. And, and I just don't get that feeling with, like, like what happened with Miles Garrett? I, you know, can I blame all of that on Freddie Kitchens? No. But it just feels like they were so undisciplined. And, and not undisciplined in a way like the Oakland Raiders used to be, where they were undisciplined, but they were bad asses, man. They were winning games. This is different. These guys were just bad. Yeah, McLovin. But they brought in guys that they knew had attitude problems on their last team. Odell was only available because he burned his way out yes. of the locker room. Jarvis Landry burned his way out of Miami. I mean, that's how they got this talent because other teams were like, well, we, it's too much for our locker room. Kind of. The Giants were – the Giants needed wide receiver, and they got rid of Odell Beckham. And they had paid him. They, 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 they signed him to that contract. And then they went, what are we doing? We can get rid of him? Let's do it. And you had a rookie quarterback coming in, and even then you were saying – See, this is what the Giants did that I, I commend them for. Because you would put Daniel Jones in the same situation as Baker Mayfield was in. And that is, got to keep you happy. Because, hey, if I don't get my touches, nobody's talking about me. Hey, I'm going to wear a watch. He, I mean, he, he's wearing a watch so somebody would talk about him. Had nothing to do with his play, even though he had probably what is considered a decent season, a good season, just not one of those... Odell Beckham Jr. seasons. Yeah, McLovin. We didn't get a chance to talk about it, but I wanted to ask about all those Baker Mayfield ads running during the playoffs. Uh, Twitter was killing him a lot during the postseason. Well, they certainly look a lot worse, but these were planned last year in the offseason because they thought the Browns were going to go to the Super Bowl. What would you have told Baker Mayfield philosophy-wise towards marketing to, to to go ahead and do it? Let's take a break, and I'll, because I think I exchanged a message with you guys or, or, or Paulie about these commercials, that when you start to see them, they're not as cute, they're not as funny, and in the playoffs, they're great. If your team is in the playoffs, those are great commercials. Almost, Peyton Manning was almost always in the game where yes. the commercial was running. Yes. Cut that meat, he was, he was quarterbacking. Yeah. 
All right, we'll take a break. We'll check in with the Cleveland Browns. Who wants this job? And what players are going to be there next season with the Cleveland Browns? Have that for you coming up. I have some thoughts on Mike McCarthy with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. we got a couple of stats of the day that are really interesting. We'll settle on a poll question. DK Metcalf of the Seahawks will join us a little bit later on. And we've all agreed to, as a tribute to DK Metcalf, we will do the interview with our shirts off. Wait, wait, wait a second. Did we agree to oh, that? Oh, I thought we did. I don't know if we did. You got the biggest arms here. I also got the biggest waistline. I'm not ready for that at all. I thought we said we're going to wait several months before we do something Oh, like that. my bad. My bad. Well, that's going to be awkward. All right, we'll take a break here. 20 after the hour, Dan Patrick Show. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Got a play of the day, a couple of stats of the day. Here's one. I was not aware of this. And by the way, we were talking about the commercials with Baker Mayfield. I thought I texted you guys over the weekend because there were like three or four of the Baker Mayfield. Okay. You did. And I went, boy, these these just don't play as well as they would if they were in the playoffs as opposed to being on the outside looking in. Yes, dude. Right, because when you have a disappointing season, it's – Less cute to watch Baker walk around lost in the stadium, and he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, it's like, should we go uh, trim some hedges or something?" And they're like, "I don't know, maybe you should have read the playbook." That's the way it comes off. They should have shot a commercial on just in case they didn't make the playoffs. Like that would have been interesting. Yeah. Oh no, because then it would come out that they filmed an alternative, and Baker agreed to film something where his mind wasn't on making the playoffs, <laughs> and we would destroy that for a month. Oh, I know. I'm just talking about for my consumption, for for our content to be able to talk about something like that. But, yeah, you know, when you get in early, I I, I hope Lamar Jackson doesn't do this. I mean, if he wants to make money, great. I still go back to what Andrew Luck did, and I thought it was a brilliant decision. When Andrew Luck first got in, number one pick, he was supposed to be, uh, you know, a future Hall of Famer. He didn't do any endorsements. RG3 did all the endorsements. He took all of them. And, you know, you just you get in, and then all of a sudden you're doing these commercials, and then you put yourself out there. And once you put yourself out there, then they start to pick you apart if, if you're not winning. Peyton, those commercials always played well because Peyton was still being Peyton. He was winning. But when you're not, then it becomes a little more painful when you start to watch those. And that's what I was seeing with the Baker Mayfield uh, commercials there. Not quite as funny. Yes, McLovin. Mahomes didn't do any of his first year, too. But both, you know, to be fair, Luck and Mahomes, both sons of professional athletes. I don't know 
They, the money was not. An issue. Well, Mahomes is yeah. made up for lost time. Yeah, but, but he wasn't it. starting his first year. Right, and he had a philosophy. I won't go on that. He was offered a lot of stuff, even you know, like basic stuff. He wouldn't even do like car dealerships. I still haven't gotten word, and this drives me crazy every time I see those Aaron Rodgers commercials. How did he hire that guy as his agent? Seems like a buffoon. Yes. It, it seems like if Aaron Rodgers couldn't put up with Mike McCarthy, he can't put up with that guy. Yes, Paul. What if next time Mike McCarthy is asked about his relationship with Aaron Rodgers, he blames his shaky agent? <laughs> was, he was the middleman of the whole thing. And, and puts that guy out there. Yeah, remember that, that guy with the good haircut and the bad attitude? I, I, don't know, I don't know who Aaron Rodgers' real agent is. Like I, I'm curious. I would be curious what he thinks of that because – He's portrayed as that's Aaron Rodgers' agent. And how Aaron would keep that guy employed is it just absolutely baffles the mind. All right. Speaking of the Cleveland Browns, nobody covers the Browns better than Mary Kay Cabot, the Browns beat writer for the Cleveland Plain Dealer. It's always something there in Cleveland, and uh, we were just talking about those Baker Mayfield commercials. How are those playing in Cleveland, Mary Kay? Well, actually, I think they're getting great reviews, but – uh, it would have been a lot better if he had won this year. I think the bloom is off the rose a little bit with Baker right now, and he needs to get the fans back on his side. The Browns missed the playoffs this year because of what? Coaching. I 100% think okay. uh, that it was coaching. They picked the wrong head coach, and he just was not able uh, to get anything out of this offense, and they, they really underachieved, and it, it just should not have been. You can't have – Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, and not be in the playoffs right now. When did you start to sense this, Mary Kay? Very early on. I, I was very concerned very, very early on in the process uh, that this was not going to go well. And uh, unfortunately, that was proven correct. But uh, I, I had grave concerns from the, the day they hired him, really. Yeah, because I watched it, and, and I've been around these teams, and sometimes you, you you bring in personalities. And when you have a young coach and a young quarterback and you have big personalities, that it can be a recipe for disaster. Like, you, you're not – it's not like Julio Jones is your wide receiver and he doesn't say anything. He just shows up and acts like a Hall of Fame wide receiver. I just wonder what this team is going to look like next year. And we'll get to that in a moment, but is this an attractive job right now? I think it is a very attractive job right now, and I can mm. tell you that uh, the, the candidates that they are interviewing are so excited about this job. At least most of them are really ready to jump at this chance if they get the opportunity. And why is that? Well, for many reasons, including uh, the fact that uh, this is still a very talented roster. And again, it just needed a firm hand, some leadership, some great coaching, and all of these guys, I'm sure, believe that they can be that guy. All right. Uh, is, who's the leading candidate right now? You know, I don't know who the leader in the clubhouse is right now. They're playing it close to the vest. I would have to think that Kevin Stefanski, because he was Paul D. Podesta's man mm. last year, uh, that, that he's got to be a finalist in this thing. I don't know if he's the favorite because I think there's a lot of sentiment in the building for Josh McDaniels and everything that he brings to the table, including the fact that, you know, he is from here. This is uh, his dream to coach the Cleveland Browns. And uh, he's interviewed with this team two other times. He's got head coaching experience. So I would think that those two guys probably will be amongst the finalists. 
I don't know who will end up with it, but I don't know. There's just something about the fact that Kevin Stefanski, uh, that he blew away everyone in the building last year and then came back and strengthened his resume here. I just think that's something to keep an eye on. Will Odell Beckham Jr. be with the team next year? Great question. Uh, For right now, I'm going to say yes, but I I think it's something that will be discussed in the offseason, not just amongst themselves, but but with Odell, with his agent, I think everyone needs to uh, put their heads together and make sure that this is an equitable situation for, for everyone. And I, I preface this by saying I don't know Odell Beckham Jr. I know he's extremely talented. I, I would not want that situation if I'm a head coach. As, as much of a luxury as he is, I still think there are – I got a young quarterback who I thought went out of his way to try to please people, trying to please those wide receivers – and that's not what you want in that position. And I, I just it, – it makes me nervous going into – it would make me nervous because Baker Mayfield was really good and then he turned out to be really bad. And a new coach in there, a off, new offensive-minded person in there, but I still have to – I got to acquiesce to those wide receivers. And I, I just don't know if you can do that in the team concept, Mary Kay. I think it can be done, once again, uh, with the right coach. This was not the right staff to try to manage or handle that situation. They just were not uh, up to the task. But, you know, if you get someone in there that knows how to handle an Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, and get those guys all pulling in the same direction, especially on game day, uh, I think think it can work. Uh, But I, I do think that they should probably take a hard look at it. Yeah, I, I just, I'm suspicious with that. Like, the Giants got rid of Odell Beckham because they were going to have a, a, a quarterback in a similar situation to Baker Mayfield. And Daniel Jones was probably going to go out of his way to make sure that Odell got his touches. You guys had as much offensive skill position players as anybody in the league, if you start to think of it. You got two really good running backs. You got two really good wide receivers. And you, you had a good tight end in Joku, and then you got Baker coming off that rookie season. And, and I know that's why everybody fell in love with him, but, man, I just I wonder about the, the wide receivers there. I don't know. I, I do. Well, you know what? I mean, it's a valid concern uh, also because they both make a ton of money, and they're sort of a package deal. Yeah. They're so excited to be together, uh, yeah. Jarvis and Odell. So I think uh, you can almost look at it globally and think, okay, are we going to start over with, young receivers or are we going to try to move forward with these two guys and see if we can make it work with a really good coach i'm sure we'll be in touch mary Kay. always interesting there in cleveland and maybe we'll get to talk about something good for a change one of these days i'm sure we will thank you mary Kay. that's mary Kay cabot cleveland plain dealer cleveland.com yeah i'd heard last night josh mcdaniels uh according to my source that this person said he would be the guy he thought, because he's from the area, but even my source said, I would not take that job. I would not take that job because you have to do a makeover in the locker room. That's really hard to do. On the field, that's one thing. In the locker room, that's different. And I, I don't know how you go about doing that. But you got to get somebody they're going to respect. You're not going to get somebody. You can't have somebody in there who's a pushover. And you got to get somebody who's going to make Baker Mayfield more like he was his rookie season. But, man, you start to look at that talent. And those, who has two running backs like that in the NFL? And then you have those two wide receivers. 
who when on the same page, on the same field, are spectacular. But, you know, all of this shouldn't be on Freddie Kitchens. But it starts with Freddie Kitchens. And he just wasn't the right guy and the right personality there. Yeah, McLovin. Isn't there also a problem with ownership? I mean, I, oh, just yeah. when you read, the, both the owner and his wife seem to cause a lot of trouble. Well, they kind of swoop in, it feels like, yeah. and then they insert themselves. And, man, does that make me nervous. Because you should stay. You, you made enough money, however you did it, in the trucking industry or whatever, <laughs> by hook or crook. Uh, between depositions, they like yeah. to check on the team. <laughs> yeah. You should just stay running your business. Not the toy that you bought because you were very good with your business. Like Daniel Snyder made a lot of money. Just stay in your lane over there. Stay in your lane. Yes, McLeod. What about Urban Meyer and that job? Is there okay, any, you any just going? gave up the best job in Ohio, and now you're going to take the Browns job? Yeah, but will you push that a little bit because of trouble? I don't know. Did he... Could he have stayed at Ohio State as long as he wanted? I don't even know what happened there. Remember, there was that assistant that got in trouble, and I... you seem to know something. Well, I can tell in your eyes. I know. <laughs> Whatever. I, 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 I don't know if Urban. Maybe it was a leave of absence, and he had that earlier in the season. But I, I don't know, because I'll go back to what I was told when I initially came out and said this on the show that. Urban was really interested in the Cowboys job. And the person I spoke to about this situation said, Urban's starting to get nervous that he's not going to get a job in college. Certainly not getting the job at USC. That's why I think he turned his attention to the Cowboys. Because he said, boy, I think he told Colin Cowherd, hey, that's where I always want to coach. Or, you know, that, that's the desirable place to coach is the Cowboys. And I'm paraphrasing here. Then when he realized that wasn't going to happen, then you started to hear the Cleveland Browns rumors, whether those are true or not. But you're not hearing Urban Meyer now. And I don't know if there's a college, another college job because he had the best job in Ohio. That's Ohio State. And you know who covets the Ohio State job? He is coaching in the NFL right now. He's a head coach in the NFL right now. Yes, McLovin. Isn't Vrabel a big yeah. Ohio State guy? Yeah. yeah, he he roots for the team openly all the time. That I was talking to somebody last night, and uh, they said, you know, his goal is to coach Ohio State. <laughs> I said, well, there's not an opening there. And was he considered when Urban was leaving? Uh, and also another thing, people are talking about the coaching tree for Bill Belichick. He doesn't get credit for Mike Vrabel as one of his assistant coaches. Vrabel was a, you know, a really good player, valuable player for Belichick. But they're like, yeah, the coaching tree. Hey, Vrabel. No, you get Bill O'Brien. That's it. Take a break. Play of the day coming up next year on the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. 
And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Oh, my God. The play of the day. Defended by Hollis Jefferson. DJ Holmes keeps it low on the floor. Outside of Carmelo. Head down. 15 footer away. Carmelo Anthony drills it straight away from 16 feet out. Three and three ten seconds remaining in this baby. And the Blazers take a lead of two. This year, could be the Blazers' turn. Blazers five and three when Melo scores at least 20 points. Blazers Television Network, and that's never going to, never going to give, never going to give you up, Rick Astley. How long ago was Rick Astley number one? That song? Who can guess it? I'm going to say 32 years ago, Rick Astley had the number one hit in in the world. That song right there. Yeah, Paul. I'll go 95. That's just the year that oh, came out. I might be way off. 95. Okay. I'm going to go a decade before that. Yeah, I was going to go in the 80s, 80s too. But you know it's funny when you look back in time? that When you look back now at the 90s, it looks more like the 80s. And when you look back at the <laughs> 80s now, it looks more like the 70s. So it's starting to get a little confusing. I don't know why we got crazy over 2020, but we don't get crazy over 2010. What? Why? Why is that? It feels like we completed something, but... All we got to was 2020. Does it sound better? That's why we're like, oh, 2020, man. Yeah, Steve. And it's funny that there were a lot of people that are like, can you believe we're starting a new decade? This is crazy. <laughs> like, is it? It happens every 10 years. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Well, I think the, the first two decades have no title. There's One through 10 has no title. 10 through 19 has no title. But now you have the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And so they're kind of ambiguous. Hmm. You know, it's like, remember those great songs from the aughts? Yeah, who's saying that? I have the Rick Astley answer. Okay. Rick Astley's never going to give you up. August 8th, 1987. 33 years ago. We're giving that to you. Uh, yeah, oh, you are? Yeah, yeah. You're going to give? You're going to give? You're going to give that to me? <laughs> uh, that's our play of the day brought to you by LegalZoom. You need help in the uh, new year? Start a business? Uh, Will or Living Trust, LegalZoom's there to help. Promo hey, code. Oh, sorry. What? Sorry. I forgot. I forgot my <laughs> We have a lot of conversations over yeah. here. Oh, I know. LegalZoom.com, promo code Patrick. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. All right. <laughs> Guys over there chatting it up. Uh, McLovin, did we settle on a poll question? I actually put up as a placeholder. Oh, okay. Um, which is a better job, the Browns or the Panthers? 81% said the Panthers. Oh, yeah. I, I just – well, I don't know how this owner is going to be. Although, did you – I just read his quotes. Do, do we have the audio of uh, the Carolina Panthers uh, – new the, the owner talking about Matt Rule? He says he dresses like bleep. <laughs> he goes, but I dress like bleep. He was a short-order cook, and I'm a short – I was a short-order cook. We're perfect for each other. Something like that. It was – that's how I think he was introducing Matt Rule. You, he dresses like bleep. 
But didn't say bleep. Yeah, Paul. At Baylor, Matt Rules wore this big blousey kind of like vest thing. It yeah. looks like he's directing traffic somewhere, and he's wearing like a safety vest. Yeah. It looks very uh, – it's unbecoming. He kind of looks like a, a smaller Matt Millen. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever I see him – I don't know how old he is, but Matt, uh, Matt Rules, is he a Penn State guy as well? Yeah, I think he played ball there. Did he? I think Matt Rule was a, a walk on at Penn State. Hmm. Yeah, I'm close. Uh, and a lot of headlines and Twitter questions. Why is there so much hype around Matt Rule? Like even like the Peter Kings of the world had trouble figuring it out a little bit. I can only go by you know the person I spoke to about him, and this uh, source raved about him. Raved, said that he he's players love him, great talent evaluator on both sides of the ball, and he's fearless. That was how he was described. Because I wondered the same thing. Like that was a quick ascension. I remember when he was at Temple. And people said, boy, keep an eye on this guy because he's going to do big things. I was like, all right, I kind of filed it away. And then I went, all right, he went to Baylor, and we may never hear from him again. And he took a one-win team, and they won, what, 11 games? That's pretty impressive. Yeah, Paul. But do you think that's what happens? You get that glow that you take a program like Temple, which has no relevancy, and raises them up. Then you take Baylor, which was not only not that good, but also tainted. You know, they were really yeah. down, and he rose them up to prominence. People think, well, he's going to do that for us. Pay him a bunch of money. Well, I hope A&M wasn't thinking about that with uh, Jimbo Jimbo Fisher. Man, they paid him a lot of money. A lot of money. That's one of those where Florida State's probably like, oh, you want to leave? Okay. Uh, Matt Rule, a walk-on linebacker at Penn State. Yes, McClellan. I think that people get too upset about coaches' salaries because they're still modest compared to the players. Because, like, Say Matt Rule gets $10 million a year, your left tackle is getting $18 million, like, and your coach is more valuable than your left tackle. What is Belichick getting? I, isn't it unpublished? Yes. I, yeah. And that's why I asked the question. I don't know what he makes. But if Matt Rule just got that from Carolina, and I don't know if money, you know, how that factors in with Bill Belichick's way of life. I don't, I don't know. But, at, you know, the pride part of this, the ego part of this, I don't know if that plays a role with Bill Belichick. But what's he worth? 15? 20? Yeah, McClellan. Are you scared of paying a guy like Matt Rule $10 million a year? It seemed to scare the Giants. They didn't even want to open the conversation. That owner was all in on him. I just thought it was interesting, if the story is true, that Matt Rule's agent then said to the Giants, hey, you guys want to match this? Because that would... That would lead me to believe that maybe Matt Rule wanted to go to the Giants, not necessarily Carolina. Yes, Paul. About a year and a half ago, Chris Mortensen reported that Bill Belichick makes north of $10 million a year. North. But no specifics. I was also looking at the uh, Cowboys situation. The more I thought about this with Mike McCarthy, you know, bright offensive mind, or at least, you know, we are cer- certainly got all those indications in Green Bay. I just, and if, he, if they keep Kellen Moore, the former Boise State quarterback, as their offensive coordinator, are you going to let him call the plays? I don't like when a coach calls plays because I think you get caught up more in that side of the ball, and I don't know if you're a great game manager. Andy Reid, I don't. I think he's been knocked. He, he doesn't manage the clock well. Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, there's certain coaches who are really bright offensive-minded head coaches, but if you have an offensive coordinator, let him do that job. And Mike McCarthy... I don't know if he's going to be calling plays, 
while having his offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. I, I don't know, but that would make me, I would be concerned about that. As I said yesterday, the one question I have is, what is your team? Who is your team? Because Mike McCarthy with Aaron Rodgers, and they threw the football. Is Mike McCarthy going to be, are they going to go back to being a running team? Or are you all in on Dak Prescott leading the way? That's what I'd be curious about. Now, maybe they go, we're 60-40 run pass or pass run or 50. I don't know. But I, I'm, I'm really curious about that, and I don't want my head coach calling plays. Bill Belichick doesn't call plays. And that's the greatest coach of all time. One hour in the books, two more to go. DK Metcalf of the Seahawks in the final hour of the program. More baseball teams accused of sign stealing. Is is Houston going to get punished at, at some point? Or is baseball going to find out uh, kind of like the steroid era? Damn, everybody's cheating. We're going to have to punish everybody. There are things that should not be copycat killers. They exist. Those who are compelled to turn bloody fiction into a real-life horror story. He's inspired by the Joker. They do it because the act gives them power and control. The life is together. Life imitates art. And unfortunately, so does death. Reels and Podcast One, who brought you Murder Made Me Famous, comes the next great true crime podcast, Copycat Killers. Join host Dr. J. Buzz Von Orensteiner as he analyzes true crimes based on Hollywood hits. New episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Five Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on the go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. <laughs> 